0: This is Bob Bernie Live.
1: Again, welcome, welcome, welcome to Bob Bernie Live. Welcome to my listeners in Columbus, Ohio, listening on the word AM eight eighty and one hundred four point five FM. Then also welcome to the Bill Bunkley listeners, listening on WTBN five seventy and nine ten AM. In Tampa, Florida, as we simulcast the program today. Indeed, a privilege to uh, sit in for my friend Bill Bunkley. All right, now, I say this constantly. My listeners probably get sick and tired of it. I am not an expert on anything. At least I don't consider myself an expert on anything. Uh, I read a lot, I have a brain. I try to use it, I try to think, I try to discern things from a biblical point of view. That's why I call my listeners LTDs, those who listen, think, and discern. Uh, So, I'm not an expert on anything, but I know a little about a lot of things. And I know a little bit about racism, race relations. Uh, Pastored a multiracial church for uh, 25 years. Uh, Grew up in uh, Compton, California. Uh, Most of you probably recognize the name Compton. At one time, the murder capital of America. I don't know that they are today. But uh, uh, we, we had some serious racial issues in Compton back when I was in high school. Now, fast forward to 2023. We have made enormous progress. Enormous progress. We don't have colored drinking fountains. We don't have the colored people sitting in the back of the bus. Praise God. Uh, We don't have segregated schools any longer. But as I said... We have made such incredible progress away from the days of blatant, in-your-face bigotry and discrimination and segregation, but we're moving in the wrong direction. We are giving up much of that progress. Um, I honestly believe that some of the civil rights leaders that literally gave their lives For real equality, like Martin Luther King Jr., again, I'm not an expert, but I believe that if Martin Luther King Jr. could come back, he would be appalled at this new segregation that we're seeing and the victim mentality that is rampant in the liberal left community, black and white. The whole thrust of Martin Luther King Jr. Well, not the whole thrust, but a, a good portion of the thrust is we're not victims. We want equality. We don't expect equal outcome, but we expect equal opportunity. If you give us black folks equal opportunity, we will show you that we are equal. We will prove it. We will earn it. Don't call us victims. Just give us a chance. Give us an opportunity. Give our young people equal opportunities. And that was what was taught to children in the civil rights movement. Don't call yourself a victim. Don't depend upon the government. My goodness, what a change has transpired. Where now the government is saying, yes, you are a victim. Critical race theory being taught in so many of our public schools, elementary schools, junior high schools, high schools, universities. If you're black, you're a victim. If you're white, you are the oppressor. If you're black, you are the oppressed. Doesn't make any difference about your ability. It's the color of your skin that will keep you down because the white man, you know, you, you, you know the drill, all right? Most of you are smarter than the average bear, so you know. But the progressive liberal left is doing everything they can to perpetuate this victim mentality, which destroys a young person's desire to get ahead, to get out of poverty, to show, hey, give me equal opportunity and I will show you what I can do. Now they're being told, well, <clears throat> you're just, you can't do it without help, without the government assistance. And because the stack is decked, uh, the, the deck is stacked against you. The reason I went off on that little rampage is because of comments made just within the last few days by Lori Lightfoot, the former mayor of Chicago. Any objective person, white, black, brown, liberal, conservative, Republican, Democrat, any objective person would look at her reign, her rule, As mayor of Chicago would say, it was an utter disaster. It was a disaster in the schools. It was a disaster in the police department. There was a mass, mass, mass exodus of police officers in Chicago because they didn't believe that the mayor's office was going to support them. The mayor's office was rather going to throw them under the bus, the bus. There was a the whole thing about defunding the police, and then, when there was this massive exodus of police from the Chicago police Department, well, then it was, oh my goodness, we got to hire more police we got it it was It was just an absolute disaster, and the people of Chicago spoke with great emphasis. Lori Lightfoot, we don't want you anymore. But does Lori Lightfoot take any responsibility for that? No. She is playing the victim card. Uh the evil Republicans. <sighs> Listen, Chicago has been a Democrat run city. For decades and decades and decades. Republicans have no power in Chicago and have not for many years. What do you what do you mean the Republicans? Well it was Donald Trump. Uh, excuse me, Mayor Lightfoot. Donald Trump has not been present for president for two years. What do you mean it's Donald Trump's fault? And then of course racism. Yeah. She blames right-wing forces and racism for her loss in the election. Now, get this. Her successor is more left-wing than she is. And I think most reasonable people will not expect any different results from the new mayor as from the old one. But what do you mean, right-wing forces? You were defeated by other Democrats, and you were defeated by someone who was more left than you are. What do you mean, right-wing forces? And then, of course, it had to be racism. She was interviewed by Al Sharpton just a couple of days ago, and she said this. We came up short, but I leave my office with my head held high. What we, I think, taught our city and taught the country is how to operationalize equity. Mm -hmm. Equity, we were just talking about that. Whether it's historic investments in affordable housing, the environment, our youth, coming up with a public safety that wasn't just dependent upon law enforcement first and only. Yeah, crime, homicides exploded under Lori Lightfoot. And then he asked her, Al Sharpton asked her the question, was it racism? That was the question from Al Sharpton. To which former mayor Lori Lightfoot said, there's no question, Reverend Al, that there are some people in Chicago and across the country that don't want mayors like Me to succeed, obviously referring to her race. Oh, what is the race of the person who defeated her? A black man. Yeah. So she was defeated because of right-wing efforts by a left-wing black Democrat. Yeah, somebody explain that to me. Maybe somebody should explain it to Lori Lightfoot. But you see, it's the same victim. I didn't fail. I didn't do a bad job. The deck was stacked against me. Folks, I hope, I hope, I pray that you are not held back by some kind of victim mentality.
0: Bob Bernie Live looking at today's news through a biblical worldview.
1: And again. Welcome to Bob bernie Live. And again, my telephone number, 877-BOB-LIVE. Uh, you agree with everything I've said? Probably not. But well, why don't we talk? My number is 877-BOB-LIVE. Of course, I love to hear from people who agree with me. Who doesn't? But I'm a little strange in that sense. I enjoy hearing from people who disagree with me as well. Uh, I appreciate it when people who disagree call for many reasons. Uh, Number one keeps me sharp. Uh, If I know that whatever I say could be and maybe even should be challenged then I'm going to try extra hard to make sure that what I say on the air is correct and that I can back it up. Um, and then, I, hey, I, I enjoy discussion. I, I do. I don't enjoy arguing. My dad did. My dad would argue about anything. Love my dad. He's been in heaven now for many years. Love my dad. But if you said up he would say down. If you said left he would say right. Uh if you said you liked red he would say well that's not very good i like blue. It was just he he loved to argue. Uh i hope i'm not that way. Uh but i do enjoy debate and discussion. I i do. But we must understand that the farther we move away from the principles upon which this country was founded, which were biblical principles. No, it, no, it's true. We can debate whether America was truly a Christian nation. I think there's good evidence that it was. I understand the debate that says, no, it n- never really was. But we could we could debate that, and we could agree to disagree. But here is something we cannot debate. Well, we can't debate, but there's no debate. The United States of America was founded on distinctly biblical principles, a Judeo-Christian ethic, a Judeo-Christian ethic, which begins with God— is the creator, and we are not. God is God, and none of us are. Not all of our founding fathers were born-again Christians. I think probably the majority were, but some of them obviously were not. But all of them, without exception, acknowledged a sovereign creator God. All of them believed that our rights came from the God who created us, and because he created us, he could demand from us anything he wanted to, because he was the creator, and we are not. And that was the basis of our government. Honor God. Honor God. And allow the government as little authority and power as possible. Oh, my goodness, have we moved away from that. Now, I said all that to say this. The farther we get away from those principles, and we're moving at almost light speed away from them, particularly under this current administration, the farther we get away from them, the greater the price will be required of us who maintain those biblical principles. We will pay a price. Let me give you just one quick example. I don't know whether you've heard of the American College of Pediatricians. Uh, This is not the American Academy of Pediatricians. This is the American College of Pediatricians. And they are a conservative group of pediatricians, the American College of Pediatricians. They are a national nonprofit organization. That is very conservative. Listen to this headline conservative pro-life pediatrics group hit with coordinated malicious cyber attack. According to an official from the American College of Pediatricians, quote, this attack was intended to intimidate and incapacitate, and it will be costly to recover. But we will not be intimidated by these illegal bullying tactics that amount to a hate crime. Uh, Quote, since April 24th, the American College of Pediatricians has been facing an ongoing coordinated malicious cyber attack by hackers on our key technology structures, databases, and our financial accounts. Uh, The enemies of conservative pediatricians, who, by the way, are pro-life, pro-woman, Pro health, pro baby, but they have enemies who are trying to destroy them. Yeah, there is a price to pay.